And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, here we are again another day committed to picking a fight with the mainstream media and providing you with the timely truth centered around real estate, credit, finance, estate planning, tax planning, and so much more. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show. Our number one goals are to educate, entertain, enlighten, and we want to engage you in an effort to help you win. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. Save our hotline number in your phone. At some point, you're going to need it. 813-670-7372. You used to call me on my cell phone. That is our Consumer Advocate Hotline. We're going to help you win. Just save our number in your phone. At some point, you may need it. We're going to help you in a lot of different areas here. 813-670-7372. And it's Intelligent Talk Radio. I've got some intelligent folks here in studio with me today. Attorney Sean Yesner back in studio. Welcome in, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me back on the show. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about, I think, some real estate law. And uh, and I'll try to work in some bankruptcy law, too. Yeah, that'd be great. A kind of update on uh, things happening in that space. Talk about uh, also some landlord-tenant law, maybe. Yeah. Since we have Donna Barron in the house, Barron Property Management. Welcome in. Hey, thank you for having me back on. Today's topic for Baron Property Management is the advantages of hiring a management company for your condo or homeowners association. Yeah, awesome. So get that management company. Uh, also, you know, helping from the commercial aspect, but also uh, any landlords out there that want to rent out single family homes, townhomes, any kind of condos they have, uh, you can help them out as well. Yes. Awesome. Good stuff. So we have an all-star lineup for you here today. Uh, heavy on the real estate side, we're going to help you win uh, in the real estate space and, and especially you know finding out what's happening with different changes in laws. Like one of the, the questions I get is in, in a short sale situation is the deficiency balance, that difference that you owe versus what you actually collect on the new uh, sale, uh, that difference. How is that tax? I'm going to ask Sean Yesner with that uh, here in a little bit. But before we jump into it, I want to give a shout out to Brio Tuscan Grill, uh, our official restaurant partner at the uh, West Shore, the uh, International Plaza there just north on West Shore, 2223 North West Shore Boulevard, Brio Tuscan Grill, our official restaurant partner. Now, make sure you go over there and mention that you, you're a fan of the Consumer Quarterback Show. They're going to hook you up with a free appetizer just by mentioning the Consumer Quarterback Show at Brio Tuscan Grill International Plaza. And um, we are helping you win in a lot of areas here with real estate credit, finance, estate planning, tax planning, uh, so many different ways that we help you win. And uh, we've got an all-star lineup here today. Uh, before we jump into it, I want to let you know about this hot listing here in Tampa Bay. We've got 9825 Wilski Boulevard. This is a $1.5 million listing of mine. Four bedrooms, three full bath, two half bath, over 5,500 square feet. And it's a $1.5 million beautiful home just outside of West Chase. It's an ultra-modern and unique, exquisite home. Perfect for entertaining and a contemporary style. Waterfront property here. Wilski Boulevard, beautiful home in Tampa. Got a property up in Port Ritchie as well, 5105 Bay Boulevard, Port Ritchie, three-bedroom, three-bath, Martha's Vineyard, 6,200 square feet going for $563,000. Gorgeous views of the Gulf of Mexico from 5105 Bay Boulevard in Port Ritchie. Sunny, 
Okay, let's jump into it. So we got attorney Sean Yesner here uh, in studio, real estate attorney, uh, also does bankruptcy law as well, and he's got an awesome podcast. Check out his podcast, Crushing Debt, is a is a very popular podcast that he has. Uh, very involved with the Podcasters Association here in Tampa Bay. And uh, how many episodes are you up to now, Sean? Gosh, I think uh, one eleven, I believe, is the latest episode that's out. One twelve is coming out here soon. Nice, very cool. So you're helping people with uh, debt, crushing debt. You know, I like think a lot of times people, you know, they get overwhelmed with debt. It just piles up. They get the letters, they get the harassing phone calls, but they need to know that they have rights, and you can help them protect themselves. Yeah, yeah, they have they have rights. They have uh, protections afforded by by state law, by federal law. Uh, there's all kinds of things. Creditors will work with them, even though sometimes people believe that that the creditors aren't going to help. And in a lot of cases, they will. And then when the creditors get over aggressive or when the debt becomes overburdensome, that's where we come in to give them a little bit of relief. Yeah, they come in and get aggressive. They're calling. What they can't call between certain hours, right? Like after yeah. nine, they can't call. I, I want to say it's before eight or nine in the morning. They can't call after eight or nine at night. Yep. They can't call uh, multiple times. They can't. Uh, they can't threaten. They can't uh, pretend to be police. They can't threaten arrest. Uh, they can't. They can call family members. They can call friends. They can call neighbors, but they can't tell them why they're calling. All they would do is say, "I'm calling to uh, locate." Uh, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so. They can't say we're calling because they haven't paid us. Wow, that's a new um, one. They can't say, uh, they can't use derogatory terms. They can't say deadbeat. They can't say that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, and, and I've seen almost all of those situations happen from time to time. Wow. I bet you have some good stories. Any, any recent success stories or anything that you could mention that would be uh, I'm topical? Well, I'm working on a case right now. Um, my client is, uh, on a fixed income, I think she makes like 800 bucks a month in, in fixed income. Uh, she took turned in her car, and I, I don't know if I should say the dealership, but she turned in her car. Yeah. And uh, they put her in a brand new car that she uh, wanted her to make $500 a month in payments. Huh. Well, math should tell you if you're bringing home 800 and you're needing to pay 500 for your car, that doesn't leave you much to live on. Yeah. When she couldn't make the first payment, they repossessed the car and made fun of her while they were doing it. So, whoa. Yeah. So we're going after them to get the debt released, see if we can get the old car back, which may not be possible, but we're going to see, get the debt eliminated, get the old car back, get the credit cleaned up, get the liability eliminated. And, and I think we're going to be able to do it. We're on the verge of filing a lawsuit, but maybe I can, I can resolve it without that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's sad, man, when they rub it in with the extra, you know. Yeah, they were laughing at her. You knew what you were doing. You knew what kind of payments. You know, we're going to call the police. You know, wow. all the typical stuff that creditors do. Wow. Yeah, so uh, Crushing Debt Podcast. Check them out. That's Sean Yesner, attorney Sean Yesner. Let's switch gears. So we talk about debt. You can help people with, with bankruptcies and, and those scenarios. But uh, since we have Donna in studio today, I wanted to focus a little bit more on you know some of the landlord-tenant-type laws, different situations in the real estate space. What do you see um, with the tenants uh, when, you're, when you're looking at uh, a landlord-tenant playing out? What's some of the common misconceptions that people have? Yeah, I think the biggest thing... Uh, when you're talking to landlords, a lot of them don't understand, and Donna can probably weigh in on this, but what they'll do is they'll say, we, we need our tenant out. Our, you know, our, we're on a month-to-month -month obligation. We need to get the tenant out. So today is, um, you know, today is whatever date, call it the 18th, Yeah. and I'm going to give 15 days notice. you got to be out 15 days from the 18th. Well, that's not how it works. Right. you got to give 15 days notice prior to the end of the month if they're on a month-to-month 
uh, occupancy. And so, you know, someone who says you got to be out by uh, May 18, well, really what we're saying is you got until the end of June to be out because that would be 15 days prior to the end of the next month. Right. If you're at May 10, you can say be out by May 31. You're, you're more than 15 days prior to the end of May. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest misconception that I see from landlords is I'm just going to give them 15 days to get out because Florida statute says 15 days and it right. doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's 15 days prior to the end of the month. Uh, the tenants who are on a month-to-month -month lease can do the exact same thing. They're, mm. they're tenants, so they can call their landlord and they can say, love living here, but uh, 15 days from now, assuming I'm you know, 15 days prior to the end of the month, I'm, I'm leaving. Right, and they can move out just as well. So I think calculating those time periods uh, is an issue. The other big issue that I see is the tenant, uh, the landlord that goes to evict, and the tenant says, "You can't evict me because there was some problem with my property, and you landlord didn't fix it." Hmm. Well, that's that's not a defense to an eviction right. case. Um, there is some case law that if uh, if you provide your landlord with proper notice of something going wrong in the house that you can then cancel your lease and get out. But if you don't send the landlord the proper notices and you just stop paying rent, I'm going to stop paying rent so I get my landlord's attention. Yeah, you'll you'll get the landlord's attention, just not in the way you want. Yeah, you'll get a lot of other attention. You, you'll potential. get a, a three-day notice letter attention, and that's not <laughs> what you want. Yeah, it shows up on the front door. That's a challenge. If you just joined us, I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. We're talking with attorney Sean Yesner here, uh, real estate attorney, bankruptcy law, uh, crushing debt podcast as well. And uh, let's let's go ahead and bring Donna into the conversation. So, Donna, um, some, of, some of that resonate with you with what Sean's saying? Absolutely. It falls. I mean, it happens every day. You have owners who want to evict their tenants or you have if it's an association you have board members that want to want to try to get a tenant out well it's not that easy you mm -hmm. have to go through the process and nobody understands that time frame right so it could be the 30th of the month and they say okay we want them out by the you know 10th well it doesn't work like that you have to go through that process you have to make sure that you're giving the right um timeline and posting that paper on the door and making sure that they got the paper because if you don't serve them, right, it didn't happen. Yeah, and give that notice. Right, that tenant's going to say, I never got the eviction. I, I didn't know I had to be out. Right. You know? so, and as far as like maintenance issues and things being wrong inside the home or the unit, again, if they don't tell the owner that, they don't know that they have to have a fix. So then if they stop paying their rent, you know, it's, you're going to get evicted. That's yeah. the bottom line outcome. So it's just really people being aware of of what the Florida statutes are and, and what you can and can't do as a landlord and as a tenant. Right. Yeah. And it adds an extra you know, challenge when you're selling real estate, too, because sometimes the tenants won't cooperate. So, you know, maybe after the break, we'll talk about that. You know, if you have a seller that's wanting to sell tenants not cooperating where where do we stand in those situations and and we'll talk about that and we'll also talk about you know doing it on your own versus allowing a manager an expert manage your property as well when we come back here on the consumer quarterback show our feel-good story of the week coming up as well semi-truck drivers line michigan highway to save suicidal man stay with us here consumer quarterback show consumerqb.com thanks for listening to my daddy's show for more information go to consumerqb.com to get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com.
listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rimes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. Giving a shout out to Mary Maids, our official cleaning partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show, is Mary Maids. Relax, it's done. They do a great job cleaning our real estate properties. Satisfaction guaranteed by Mary Maids, the official cleaning partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show, and they are the recipients of the 2016 Women's Choice Award as America's Most Recommended Cleaning Services. And we would love for you to reach out to them and allow them to clean your home or office. All right, back here in studio, attorney Sean Yesner in the house. Also, property management expert Donna Barron, Barron Property Management here in studio. And before we jump back into this great content, I want to let you know about a hot listing from Platinum MVP Realty, uh, one of our Platinum sponsors with the quarterback show. 297 45th Avenue Northeast, uh, St. Petersburg, three-bedroom, two-bath, deep water access canal, beautiful property here listed at $499,000, over 3,111 square feet, pool home right on a deep water canal. Take your boat, bring your boat and hang out and uh, you are able to get right out into the bay. Beautiful property. Also have a water, uh, another property on Clearwater Beach here. It's a uh, property at 1024 Mandalay Avenue in Clearwater Beach. Two bedroom, two bath, over 1,800 square feet with a split floor plan. And it's just minutes from the Gulf. You walk across the street and you are in the beautiful north side of Clearwater Beach on the sugar sand beaches of Clearwater Beach. All right, so we're back here in the studio, your number one consumer advocate helping you win in any marketplace. Uh, Donna Barron in the house. So Donna, we were talking, you know, about property management and and you know, we, we yesterday's show we had um, we had uh, Scott Maurer, Advanta IRA. He's talking about buying investments uh, through your directed IRA, a self-directed IRA. So a lot of times we talk to uh, investors. You know, there's so much confusion in the market in terms of stock markets and, and cryptocurrencies, all these things that are distracting. But one of the things that we really kind of beat the drum on is investing in real estate. You know, investing in real estate, controlling a duplex, triplex, quads, or even multifamilies, and then you know some of the flip side is they say, well, I don't want to deal with the tenants, I don't want to deal with uh, you know the repairs, I don't want to get the late night calls. Well, that's where your company comes in, and you can help people with that. Absolutely. Whether so, the advantages of hiring a property management company, whether it's a condo, HOA, single family um, investment properties, or commercial. So when you first saw everything seems great, okay, we can do this on our own. Well, the reality is it's hard work. Right. So, and if you have a full-time job, this becomes a second full-time job and you are on call 24 seven. So right. if you have a single family home, for instance, and you have a tenant in there, you're gonna get that three o'clock phone, 3 a.m. phone call if something breaks or if there's a leak in the house or something. So it's always good to have somebody in between. Yep. Um, when it comes to HOA and condos, you can go two routes with association management. You can hire a management company like Barron Property Management, or mm -hmm. you can self-manage. If you self-manage, you are taking on a world of responsibility. The board looking from the outside in, it looks easy when you're seeing the management company do the day-to-day -day operations, deal with the administrative paperwork, deal with the residents. 
the fact of the matter is they're dealing with a lot more than just administrative. So a board says, okay, yeah, how, so it'll be a little bit extra work for us, but we're saving money because we're not paying a property management company mm-hmm. and we're doing it free basically as the board because you can't get paid at an association for doing that job. Right. So when you go through it and you look at what are the advantages and disadvantages, the disadvantages obviously outweigh the advantages for a board to self-manage. Right. The same thing with the single family or commercial. It, the advantages and the disadvantages, they, it's like up here and down yeah. here. So, um, and again, in the beginning, it seems easy, but in reality, when you're dealing with complaints from residents and mm-hmm. you have to drive communities and do violations, and you have to deal with accounting and and you know twenty four hour emergency calls. It adds up, and when you look at it, the workload and the lack of guidance from what you were getting from that management company or that you once had, or and a liability, I at. think, is a big part of it. The liability side, and and just you know liability, and then work life balance. You know, so if if you're if you're a part time investor, you're investing in real estate, and then you have a full time job. You know, how much are you going to really be able to focus on your job when your cell phone's blowing up? with tenants having problems, you know, the, the, the different scenarios that play out, and we've all heard those scenarios. Uh, so, you know, Barron Property Management, you guys can take that off of them. And uh, of course you have the insurances, you know, worst case scenario, you know, you're covered. And then it's, so it's a liability that's, you know, it's something that they're taking on that doesn't need to be taken on. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, currently if, um, if, you, if you bring on a management company, no matter what it is, if it's commercial or single family or a condo or HOA, you, you're giving them that responsibility to do the day-to-day operations, to deal with, you know, what goes on in a community, what emergencies, mm-hmm. deal with vendors. Again, that all falls on either the investor or the board yeah. if you don't have a property management company. So, right. Well, and then and Donna provides that buffer between me as the attorney and either the board or the homeowner and right. I don't I don't think she's an attorney but no. but she certainly is familiar with the laws and the rules and the regulations around management of properties so if you're right. a, if you're a board member and you think well I'm taking this action cuz that's what I want to do right you may be out of compliance with whatever the laws or rules or regulations are where Donna would at least know what those were yeah. to help steer you around those and then say, okay, now it's time to get the attorneys involved versus because yeah. you open yourself up to a countersuit. Right. If you do something out of line, out of step. Right. And that's probably one of the most unappreciated things when it comes to management companies is yeah. the, the support and the everyday legal, not even legal guidance. I'm not going to call that everyday guidance right. that a management company gives to a board or, whoever it is, if it's an investor. Um, and the management company has that relationship with the attorney so they can call and kind of talk through it and then That's give right. that person the final, here's what you need to do, rather than the board or whoever going back and forth and trying to figure it out on their own. And yeah. and the not only the attorneys, but, but the pressure washing companies and the lawn maintenance companies right. and the yep. cable companies and the you know, all those different types of companies that as a board member, I mean, I've, I've been on the board of an association, I'm on a committee for for my homeowners association in west chase and a a lot of times people look at me because i'm the attorney and i have to take the step back and go i'm not the attorney for the association and that's what we have a manager for because i don't want to get involved in that kind of exactly yeah it opens it up Uh, by the way if you just joined us sean yesner here attorney sean yesner to my right donna baron 
Baron Property Management to my left. Uh, and, and when we talk about you know some of the changes with technology one of the things that uh, the hoa uh, where i'm at currently uh, went through is we used to have human beings manning the booth as people would come in and what do you call it not the booth it's not i guess it's not technically God a booth yeah security, security, security yeah. gate something and i like that because you had a human being that could kind of pick up on tendencies you know the the a lot of times it was older men you know that you have a little chat with them and they'd say yeah did you see that truck they came in three times already in and out three times you know that's sounds a little suspicious you know now technology the trend they want to replace that human being with the guard gates the automatic the cameras you know everywhere and then somebody they keep hitting those those uh gates and they keep falling on the ground they some people keep running into them but but you see how you know you take the human element out of it and it's basically a you know the camera system and, and yeah they're going to get the tag number but they're not going to be able to pick up on those tendencies yeah i i've got i take my kids to daycare and uh I've got the card that I that buzzes me in through the front gate, but there's still a guard sitting there, and it's it's nice to know when I take my kids to uh, right to daycare at the facility that there is a guard out front, sort of keeping an eye on who's going in and out. But yeah, you know, at the same time, technology's going to roll on. Yeah, the technology side. Yeah, because you know, with, with that example I gave too, of you know, he picked up the he picked up the thing of the, there's a three there's cars coming in three or four times. What's he doing? What's happening? Is there something going on there? But yeah, you know, technology it's it's uh, able to save money. I guess in the bottom line, that's probably from a perspective of a manager that they're looking at, right, Donna? Yep, absolutely. And to kind of go off of what you just said about replacing people with technology. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what it, what type of property is, if you have somebody there that actually you can communicate with and you can deal with on a daily basis, things seem to be less bad. Let's call it bad, okay? okay. So like for the truck that was coming in and out four times, well, yeah. if that guard's sitting there, one, they're going to catch it. Yeah. It's not going to be the after fact. The after fact is going to be in three days when somebody's car gets stolen. Now you have to go back and look at video and try to figure out when did they come in? What time did they leave? What were right. they driving? You know, where if you actually have a guard there, they're going to pick up on it right away. They're going to say, we've seen that car five times. Why are they yeah. here? And they're going to do their work. The same thing with a management company. Um, you know, if you don't have a management company, the board is going to be doing the same thing. It's going to be the after fact because they're not going to sit on site at a property all day or go to their investment property every you know week to do an inspection. Sure. It's going to be more of when something comes up. Right. So, yeah, the, the challenges with technology and, and trying to do it on your own. I think so many times you see that as well, doing it on your own, um, not knowing the rules, not knowing the laws, uh, the real estate industry, you know, people try to sell their homes on their own and a lot of times they sell it you know, for less money than they could. They don't even have a proper comparable market analysis or an appraisal. So uh, when we come back, let's dive, let's jump a little bit more about that. Some of the misconceptions in the property management space uh, with Donna Barron and more from attorney Sean Yesner here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Our feel-good story of the week, semi-truck drivers line Michigan Highway to save suicidal man. Stay with us here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. Follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram at Brandon Rhymes one Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com consumer quarterback show all right we'll see you on the other side of this short short break hey this is grant cardone and you're listening to consumer quarterback show hosted by my friend brandon rhymes do not touch that dial i'll come right through the radio and grab your throat to get in touch with brandon call 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com
You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, Platinum MVP Realty, helping you win in any marketplace. I'm the owner of Platinum MVP Realty, former USF football player, played on the inaugural football team at USF, and uh, we are longtime quarterback on our sports teams. Now we're quarterbacking a different game. We're quarterbacking the business game, the real estate space, uh, quarterbacking introductions to our expert contributors, 80-plus show partners uh, with the Consumer Quarterback Show that we've assembled, we've vetted, we bring on the air every day. Uh, going against the nonsense of the mainstream media and helping you win no matter what you're facing. CPAs, financial advisors, all types of attorneys with different law specializations, uh, health, nutrition, uh, lots of ways that we can help you here with the Consumer Quarterback Show. But it's up to you to engage with us. 813-670-7372. You can call us at 813-670-7372. Check out our website, ConsumerQB.com. A plethora of information available at consumerqb.com and uh, we're back here in studio donna baron in the house baron property management attorney sean yesner as well uh, he's a real estate attorney bankruptcy law and he also has a crushing debt podcast out there as well and um, we want to talk about just a quick plug to the hotel zamora here we've got our official hotel partner on the beach is kipton's the hotel zamora on beautiful st pete beach now all you have to do is mention the consumer quarterback show and uh, tell them that the real estate quarterback sent you and you're going to get 20 percent off of your stay uh, whenever you stay there whenever you book through kipton's the hotel zamora st pete beach beautiful place to hang out pool hot tubs got the 360 lounge the castile restaurant on site and check them out let them know the real estate quarterback sent you take them up on that 20 percent discount offer for our listeners out there hot property here from platinum mvp realty as well 15648 north himes avenue this is in the carrollwood area just reduced as well the owner just reduced this down to 477 it's the north forest village five bedrooms four bath over 4300 square feet Five bedrooms, beautiful property here, cul-de-sac home with a pool on a, a, a real quiet area of Carrollwood. 15648 North Himes Avenue, beautiful property. And this one is just listed by uh, the um, homegirls on my team here, the 6705 Cromwell Garden Drive in Apollo Beach, Covington Park, four bedrooms, two bath. Over 3,100 square feet, custom-built home, uh, beautiful property in Apollo Beach here. Compliments of Platinum MVP Realty. All right, back here in studio helping you win in any marketplace. We've got attorney Sean Yesner, Donna Barron here in the house as well. So, uh, Sean, you've been um, kind of checking out, finding out a little bit more about this Mortgage Debt Relief Act for us. Yeah. Uh, what's happening in that space? So, the Mortgage Debt Relief Act was first introduced, I think, by the first President Bush um, to help people who had done a foreclosure, had a foreclosure, or, or um, sold their property at a short sale. And then the bank says, well, you've got this deficiency and we're going to waive this deficiency. Whenever the bank says, we're going to waive what you owe us, the IRS steps in and says, well, that's a benefit to you. And anytime mm -hmm. you get a benefit, Uncle Sam wants his cut. Yeah. And so that forgiveness of debt income was is, is taxable. And, and that happens across the board. I had a student loan that uh, I made you know, a certain number of payments on time. They dropped my principal balance by like five grand. And then at the end of the year, I got a $5,000 1099 forgiveness of debt income. So it works any kind of debt as long as it's more than $600.
when we had the mortgage meltdown, Congress introduced and passed legislation that said, if the foreclosure or short sale was related to your primary residence mm -hmm. and the loan was used to buy or refinance the house, and there were two other conditions that were pretty much satisfied everywhere, uh, then in that case, the income would not be taxable. And so what I would explain to clients is you have to show the IRS the 1099 that shows you got the phantom income, the forgiveness of debt income, and then you mm -hmm. file, it's called form 982. And that says you don't have to pay tax on that money. So you show it to the IRS, here it is. You show them the form, I don't have to pay you tax on it. That law ended uh, December 31, 2016. So any foreclosure or short sale in 2017, any foreclosure short sale so far in 2018, potentially if you got that 1099, it would be taxable. You mm. potentially would have to pay tax. I say potentially because there's a couple other ways to reduce it. If the IRS says you're insolvent, which basically means your liabilities are greater than your assets, then you don't have to pay uh, tax on any forgiven debt to the extent you're insolvent. If you file a bankruptcy before you incur the tax debt, it's eliminated by the bankruptcy. So there are some other ways to get that tax debt eliminated, but uh, the Mortgage Debt Relief Act was clearly the easiest and best way. Uh, Senator Orrin Hatch uh, in December of 2017 introduced the Tax Extender Act of 2017. Now, here we are, you know, four or five months into 2018 and yeah. nothing's happened on it yet. Wow. But it is sitting there. It is being debated by Congress. It is being kicked around by Congress. If it passes, it's my understanding that it brings back the Mortgage Debt Relief Act through the end of 2019. Mm. So hopefully. Uh, I know that the original act from 2007 expired a handful of times or right on the eve of expiration. Congress extended it another year. I remember joking on the show before that. You know, I think in 2015 it was extended, but it wasn't extended until like July 26 of 2015. So it was a hmm. law that was good for four days. Wow. Uh, but it did extend the entire 2015. So at this point, unfortunately, I got no new updates other than we're just waiting. We're waiting for Congress to, to do something. We need to take all the bright and shiny objects out of the chamber. Yeah. Get rid of all the squirrels so they can actually focus on what they're supposed to do and figure out if they should pass this law or not. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of Americans hope they do, and and there's, you know, still short sales that are kind of being worked through the system. There's a lot of uh, situations where the big banks aren't, you know, they're they're and and depending on which side you're looking at, aren't playing fair with you know the homeowners out yeah. there, you know, with the debt that they have. Still, you know, a lot of it was from the you know the the lobbyists, the bankers, the politicians, whatever caused the meltdown. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that that's that debt's still out there. So and we're still doing short sales. We had one close uh, earlier this week, so we're still doing short sales. They're a little harder to do, but mm. we're still getting them pushed through. I think uh, I just recently closed two, and on one of them, the bank wanted a five thousand dollar promissory note towards the deficiency. So. Um, they're they're not as easy to do, but we can still do them. Yeah, depending on which bank you're working with, you yeah, know, they're going to have different guidelines. Different. Uh, this one, there was mortgage insurance, and so for five grand, we got the mortgage insurance to go away. Oh wow! So cool. Yeah, attorney Sean Yesner, he can help you with that. He's a real estate attorney, bankruptcy attorney. He's got his crushing debt podcast out there as well. Yesnerlaw.com. All right, let's bring Donna Barron back into the conversation as well. Donna, so um, you know, you have laws changing in your space as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, the laws are changing. It's limitless when they're going to change. Um, the HOA and condo, HOA is Florida Statute 720. Um, the condominium statute is 718. They both change um, very frequently. 
Um, and you just, you have to stay on top of that. And if you don't, that's when the associations get in trouble. That's when the boards get in trouble. That's when the management companies get in trouble. So yeah. it's hard for, um, it's hard for a management company or a manager to stay on top of it, let alone a board member or a single person that actually has a full-time job trying to stay up to date on the changes yeah. that are coming, you know, so frequently. Yeah. What's so, an example of something like that playing out? Do you, do you have anything that's top of mind? So, I mean, like for, for instance, um, 720 is the homeowners association. Basically, you know, they have, they have the guidelines for the statute and mm -hmm. then they always are doing amendments to those. So it has to go through a whole process and it goes through, you know, it goes through the house where they do the changes and then they kind of trickle it down to the managers and the management companies and then they're implemented. Um, the biggest mistake I see a lot of times is, is somebody not staying on top of those changes mm -hmm. and then, then they do something that it may have been acceptable last year, but right. as of January of 2018, it is no longer acceptable. And now that's when an association will find themselves in big trouble. So yeah. didn't we have a change? I think it was about a year ago, summer of last year, about the new uh, estoppel bill, about issuing estoppel letters. Uh, the, I think the law put a cap. So when you're doing a closing, you need to contact the association or the management company mm -hmm. and say, you know, are the assessments from uh, current, you know, is the seller current on their assessments? Is there anything owed? Are there any special assessments? Are, are the dues paid monthly, quarterly, right. annually, whatever? And, and the association provides that information to the title company so that the buyer knows when they close. And I, if I recall, I think it was a year, about a year ago. Yep. And, and the management companies were charging an obscene amount of money, yep. $1,000 per request. Wow. So, yeah. So That's that, been capped. Yep, they capped that off your um, your max on what you can charge now. I think the limit is 300 Yeah. Um, you can also charge extra if it's like a rush request or something like that. You can. You can put like miscellaneous charges on it, but the, the max number for the actual estoppel which is where that it was all over the place i mean some people were charging a yeah. hundred and i'm not exaggerating when i say a thousand dollars for an estoppel just request. for a little bit of administrative work on their part yeah and but, they already know what it is yeah it's a quarterly payment it's 200 <laughs> per quarter it covers the gate the common the, the you know and the guy's current or the guy's behind yeah there's a fee of x to transfer the property whatever yeah. it's already a pre-form and you literally put in one number and that's what they were charging a thousand dollars for. So that's why everybody got in trouble and they yeah. put a cap on it. So yeah. the other interesting thing we'll get to after the break. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Good timing on that. All right. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Talk more about this, uh, the HOAs, the, the property management, legal side of real estate, more uh, from our expert contributors, attorney Sean Yesner, Donna Barron here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And we have our feel-good story of the week as well. Find out about these truck drivers helping to save a suicidal man here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Jarek Robbins. You are listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. Please do what it takes to learn all that you have to to live the life you want to live. Live it fully and find a way to give it by paying it forward to others. Get in touch with Brandon online at ConsumerQB.com.
listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rhymes here. I'm your host, published author, professional speaker. Check out our book on Amazon, Become the MVP in Your Industry by Surfing the Radio Waves. We'd love for you to check out a copy of that book. And uh, we have a new business launched as well, Business Grow Celebrity Academy, partnered up with Ken Shamrock, the uh, UFC Hall of Famer, WWF legend, uh, Ken Shamrock as well, helping us with that business. And uh, real excited about that and a lot of cool things happening here uh, with the Consumer Quarterback Show. Platinum MVP Realty is hiring as well. We're looking for interns. We're looking for uh, other agents that want to join our team. And uh, just office uh, added new offices as well. South Tampa office. We got a downtown office now and a West Shore uh, office as well. So a lot of growth happening around Platinum MVP Realty and the Consumer Quarterback Show. So uh, in studio today we've got attorney Sean Yesner, uh, real estate attorney, bankruptcy law, YesnerLaw.com, Donna Barron, uh, Barron Property Management, and I uh, can help you with all your property management needs. So before the break, Sean, you left us on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. So the the new law that that came out about uh, the estoppel letters so typically what would happen is the title company would order the estoppel letter from the management company or association or whatever and uh, pay for it and then hope that it closed so that they could get reimbursed and so if the closing never happened if the title company wasn't smart and got some kind of um, document that said one party would reimburse them the title company was going to be out of the money Mm -hmm. So when the law was passed, what it said is if a third party orders the estoppel letter, so a title company, a, a realtor, a whoever, if a third party orders and pays for the estoppel letter and then the closing never happens, the association or management company or whoever was paid has to refund that money to the third party. Mm. But then they can go to the seller and collect it from the seller. So ultimately, it would be the seller that paid for the estoppel letter. So. Title company orders uh, an estoppel. The property doesn't close. Title company goes to the management company, says, hey, give us our 300 bucks back. Mm. Management company will do that. Management company then turns around to the seller and says, hey, you owe us 300 bucks. Yeah. So, wow. So new laws. Yeah. Th these things can can happen. They can, you know, change the space. And, and I guess it's protecting, you know, in that case, the, the you know, people working, they, they did some work, but yeah. at least they capped the fees, you know, they, they capped the fees on it from a thousand dollars and some of the other ones. Yep. It's actually 250. So that's the cap. And then like Sean said, the miscellaneous fees of if you put a rush on it, if you need additional documents, you can charge for those type of things. But for the initial estoppel request, you cannot go above the 250. Very cool. Good stuff. Let's let's go ahead and do our Tell Me Something Good segment here. Every day we're going to tell you something positive. Tell me something good. All right, so the semi-truck drivers line Michigan Highway to save a suicidal man. So the Michigan State Police organized a clever plan to stop a man from committing suicide on, from an overpass. Uh, the officers lined up 13 semi-trucks across the entire highway to shorten the distance the man would fall if he were to jump um, thankfully the man did not jump and the situation ended as the man walked off the bridge he was taken by huntington woods police uh, to the hospital for evaluation local police and negotiators were talked talked to the man for several hours until it ended peacefully local news station uh, reported cool story i like the, i like the graphics up there john it looks cool so they lined up the semi trucks to keep him from uh, going into the deeper waters, I guess, where he would jump off and hurt himself. Uh, good stuff. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our lightning round. The lightning round! 
I am so good at lightning rounds. I majored in lightning rounds. All right, so we got top tips, nuggets of advice, parting words of wisdom. Let's start here with Donna, Donna Barron, property management. So the topic today was why choose a property management company instead of going self-manage. Yeah. So I'm here today to tell you the spoiler alert. If you go self-manage, um, the board of directors becomes customer service. Yeah. in property management, actually, that is our main focus is customer service to all of our clients. The board of directors or any other person that decides to do it themselves actually becomes that person. So they take, um, they take it all. They take the calls, they take the back end, they take the admin, they take the whole entire thing. So my parting advice to everybody is do yourself a favor, go let the professionals do what they do yep. and you do what you do, which is the board of director. And then you can do your full-time job or if you're retired, enjoy your retirement and let somebody else run the day-to-day -day on your property. Yeah, don't get bogged down with the details of managing properties. It can it can really slow you down, especially it, with your other businesses and your absolutely. other you know, family and, and the outside life there. Attorney yeah. Sean Yesner. Yeah, I, I agree with Donna. I think it applies uh, to, to her industry in terms of property management, but beyond that as well, I mean, we say, he who represents himself has a fool for a client. Mm. Uh, I graduated with a degree in accounting, but when it comes time to do my taxes, I send that out. I hire people to do the reconciliations at the law firm. You know, I, I don't deal with that kind of stuff because I can take my time and use it better to generate money versus right. doing some of that admin stuff. So I, I think it applies. I think what Donna's talking about is a good idea. I, I you know, wholeheartedly think if you're an association, you should look into uh, Donna as your property manager, but across the board, hiring an attorney, hiring a realtor, mm -hmm. hiring a CPA, hiring people to mow your lawn. I mean, I guess there's a limit, but at the same time, you know, would I rather be out there mowing the lawn or would I rather be out playing soccer with the boys? Right. So. Yeah. Core competencies and, and work-life balance come into play. You know, you got the core competencies would, would uh, you know, Elon Musk, you know, spend his best time washing his Tesla or, or you know, developing the new SpaceX mission, you know. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, so core competencies, I think, is a big part of it, you know, and, and, and focusing, you know, from a from a nine to five your business style you know on your core competencies and the pareto principle the 80 20 principle of you know 20 percent of your activities are going to generate 80 percent of your success water those 20 percent for you i think that's the key to, to think and, and you know really review and find out daily and weekly and review that all awesome right donna what's, what's some more give us some more tips some more nuggets of advice here i just i think um Again, it's just really focusing on the expertise. Let the experts, like Sean said, do the do their job. So yeah. whether it be attorney or a landscape or a pool company, let them do what you brought them on to do. And you can focus on the main things. You know, when it comes to a board of directors, for instance, they have a job. Their job is to make sure that that association is has money in the bank, yep. things are running the way they're supposed to, and they're making the decisions for that association. Ultimately, they are the final word. So if, you know, for instance, if some a building, you know, has an issue and the siding's coming off, the board, once they find out about that, they have a fiduciary responsibility right. to, to do something about it. And yeah. if they don't, guess what? They knew about they it, they liable. did nothing, they're liable. Yeah. You know, and and that's where that directors and officers insurance comes into play and that's where Sean comes into play you know if it's something when it you know with a tenant or something because he's going to get involved because they're not following 
the guidelines of yeah. what you're supposed to. So here, here's what people say to you when it comes to real estate. Oh, well, I want to save percentages. I want to save commissions on, on selling the home. I'm going to do it myself. Uh, ultimately, a lot of times they end up not profiting as much because they're not getting more of an exposure. They're not getting it out there on you know, MLS and the other systems. Uh, now, on the cost side of property management, can you give us you know, high lows, what expectations people should have, you know, just generally out there, what people charge? So it depends. It depends on if it's a single family property investor or if it's an association. It goes typically by units if it's a condo association. Mm -hmm. For homes, we call it doors. doors so depending yeah. on how many doors you have in that association will kind of depend on where you fall into for a contract. Right. And then it depends on what services you want. Some mm -hmm. associations have portfolio managers, which is a manager that is offsite. They visit the property once a week or so, depending on what they want. Sometimes it's once every other week just to save some money. Yep. Or you can have an onsite manager, which is they basically sit there 40 hours a week. They run the day-to-day -day operations and obviously that's going to cost more. So it all, there's no specific price. It's really yeah. depends on what services you want, how big you are and Based on what the project. you're looking for. And, yeah. and if they have, you know, more than 40 units, then it might, you know, where's that number, right? 40, 50 units. Then you have the on-site person versus uh, subbing it out type, type scenario. It, again, it depends. You know, a lot yeah. of properties don't even have an office where somebody can be on-site. So they right. hire and do a portfolio position and they'll meet off-site somewhere and do a board meeting. Right. You know, that's, it yeah. just really kind of depends. And for us, for Barron Property Management, we work with the boards or the investor and depending on you know what they're looking for will work in their budget and help them so perfect all right sean about 30 30 45 seconds left save everything and don't be intimidated by the banks the more documents i have the better i can help you get out of that debt right yeah document everything even if it's a phone call right you yeah. pull out a journal document the phone call keep a piece of well nobody has a telephone on the end table anymore but keep a piece <laughs> of paper with you or take notes or screenshots on your cell phone right keep track of all those calls yeah and then that way you have ammunition as the attorney to you know bring all those uh, supporting docs yep it's not about the truth it's about the proof yeah and what like can that. i prove yeah what can you prove what's on what's you know legitimate there all right, awesome. Hey, great show today. I want to thank our expert contributors, attorney Sean Yesner, YesnerLaw.com, Crushing Debt Podcast. Where can they find that podcast at? They can find it on the Yesner Law website, uh, okay. YesnerLaw.com. I'm also on uh, Apple Podcasts, and I'm now also on Alexa. So you can ask Alexa cool. to play the podcast, and she will. And I think you have to enable the skill first, right? I my, saw something. My uh, Alexa skill for the podcast is enabled, so nice. I am now an Alexa skill. <laughs> nice. I like that. See, staying ahead of the, the trends right there, Sean. All the artificial intelligence ladies love me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Siri, too, right? Yep. Donna Barron, Property Management, thank you very much. Great job thank today. You. We want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Pack up some food, carry it with you to and from your commute, hand it to that person that you see in need, and be a force for good in the community. And we'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Check out our website, PlatinumMVPRealty.com consumerqb.com you've See. been listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes whether it's real estate consumer or financial advice let brandon call your next play contact brandon rhymes at 813-670-7372 that's 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com and join us next time for the consumer quarterback show weekday afternoons at
at 5 on AM 1380. The Biz.